That's a real compliment sandwich. And I hate those two dummies. This <laughs> is what the sandwich said. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark review podcast. I'm Megan, and I'm a lifelong Hallmark movie fan. I'm Wendy, and I know I'm just going to say it now. I'm going to be the outlier in this movie review. So, guys, send your emails to Megan at MeganandWendy.com. That's not our email. I know it's not. <laughs> I know it's not. Today, we're discussing Sweeter Than Chocolate, the first movie in Hallmark's Love You Airy lineup. If you would like to connect with us outside of the podcast, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram. We are both at Girls Gone Hallmark, which is obviously our Hallmark-specific account, and we are at Megan and Wendy, which is all things Megan and Wendy. Yeah, I was thinking the other day, I was like, we need we need like something that says, like, because there's a lot of crossover between the two shows. Sometimes yeah. we talk about like things that happen on Megan and Wendy and yeah. things that happen on Girls Gone Hallmark. And I was like, we need something that says, like, you got to listen to both shows, you know? Yeah. Right? What? I was just going to say, if you are a Girls Gone Hallmark listener that doesn't listen to Long Story Short with Megan and Wendy, that is another weekly women's lifestyle podcast. We talk midlife. We talk parenting. We talk pop culture. We talk beauty. We talk about how inconsistent we are in many areas of our life. We keep it real over there. Long Story Short with Megan and Wendy every Thursday. Find it wherever you get podcasts. Back to Hallmark. If you want to jump in our Hallmark Facebook group, come join. It's Girls Gone Hallmark on Facebook. Just look it up. I'll leave a link in the show notes too. Speaking of all the places you can find us outside of the podcast, we also regularly, at the end of every episode, we ask for your ratings and your reviews. But if you listen carefully, mm -hmm. what, what do we ask for? Your five-star ratings and written reviews. Everything else, keep it to yourself, guys. <laughs> now, everyone's entitled to their opinion. If you don't like something, you're welcome to give it the review that you feel that sure. it deserves. Sure. And I feel free to take it personally <laughs> when it's about me. You guys, Megan texted me this weekend. Very upset. As as I read the tone through the text, I don't actually know she, how upset she was. But we received a review that was kind of critical. Megan thinks it's about her. I listened to the episode, which I think the reviewer was referring to. I didn't think it was that bad. The episode itself. Yes. Let's read. The, let's read the review. <clears throat> it's titled So Much Screaming. <laughs> At least this doesn't say so much cackling. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I enjoy the conversation, but not the screaming. They scream that an actor is hot. They scream that a wedding veil should be protected. In earphones, it's painful to listen to them. Worse, it sounds like faking enthusiasm and engagement by shouting. Too bad, because the analysis is interesting. That's a real compliment sandwich. I enjoy the conversation <laughs> is the first line, and the analysis is interesting is the last line. But I, I hate those two dummies, <laughs> is what the shit sandwich said. Here is where I take issue. I, first of all, have listened to podcasts where I have found the hosts to be off-putting for one reason or another. Sure. Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. However, it sounds like faking enthusiasm and engagement. Let me tell you, this is how I talk. 100% it's not put on. You'll notice Wendy sometimes calls me on my podcast voice, and that's when I try and keep it real nice and mellow and enjoyable for the listeners. I can maintain that for about 30 seconds, and then the real me comes through. Well, the thing that's funny, too, is that, like, 
Did she think that we're actually not passionate about the movie we were talking about or the subject matter? Yeah, I'm not an actress. I can't fake. Me neither. Like we were fired up about that stupid veil and don't write a Webster back of a donkey with your hundred year old veil. (laughs) Anyway, it was quite funny. So thanks to everybody who heard our call to action and said, please help us. And if you're wondering where this review is, it is only in Apple Podcasts Canada. So if you happen to be a Canadian listener, this is your opportunity to do your good deed for the day and <laughs> leave us a review so that that two-star review doesn't pull us down too far. Two stars. That's rough. Ouch. 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 But thanks for leaving one. And I'm the dummy because I am consistently looking for reviews in other countries this is when we've made it. You're like, we're going to be huge in Singapore. I'm going to find my reviews there. (laughs) Too bad. It's okay. Moving on. Let's talk Hallmark news and notes. Yes. This is some speculation. Okay. Some speculation with a little bit of weight behind it. So we mentioned last week that Ali Sweeney had teased that she was working on a mystery movie, but she couldn't say anything else about it. Mm-hmm. Then Sleepy Kitty Paw on February 2nd tweeted a photo of Ali Sweeney in a cute little apron. Ali Sweeney prepping to film Carrot Cake Murder, a Hannah Swenson mystery based on the book series by Joanna Fluke. But I looked and I looked and there's no actual confirmation of that. However, Eagle Eye fan account at Make More MSB, which stands for Make More Murder She Baked, mm-hmm. a Twitter account, tweeted, while there is no official confirmation from Hallmark, the Hallmark Wikipedia page says that a carrot cake murder is in pre-production. So whomever is running that account also believes, well, I know that's that's user-generated content there, mm-hmm. but someone else believes. Now, who knows? Perhaps it was Sleepy Kitty Paws post that led to the update yeah. of the Wikipedia page, yeah. but... All things seem to be pointing to a new murder she baked. Wow. Movie. All found on the Hallmark dark web. <laughs> right? I just don't understand. Like, why don't... Like, stop teasing it. Just give us the information and let us get hyped for it. Right? The last murder she baked mystery movie, there are currently five, aired in 2017. And that's not an old photo of her. That's like an actual current Ali Sweeney photo in an apron. You're asking questions that I don't have the answer to. I don't know. Somebody... Five new movies were announced for March. Can I get a first? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. These five new movies announced for March include Hallmark favorites like Kimberly Sustad, Christopher Polaha, Tyler Hines, and Paul Campbell in a mystery. There's some big names in this month. First impression? I'm excited. Well, that makes sense to me because I feel like February is kind of... Bite your tongue. Sorry. We have a post in on our website with all the details for these movies. I'm going to leave a link in our show notes. You can find our website at meganandwendy.com. Okay, I have something else to share. Yeah. And this is new news to me while I was putting together notes for our review here. But Hallmark Publishing closed operations unexpectedly in October 2022. And this is relevant because... Sweeter Than Chocolate by Lizzie Shane, who this uh, was a book this movie is based on, was published through Hallmark Publishing. Mm -hmm. And now they have like shuttered. So no more like books from 
Hallmark Publishing Company. I wonder if that was at all driven by the huge rise in self-publishing by authors mm-hmm. and the availability of those books through platforms like Kindle Unlimited. I don't know. I don't know. The article I did read just said it was like best business decision. It was, you know, maybe they weren't making any money. Yeah. So that's kind of sad. We have some viewership from last week's Love in Glacier National, a national park romance. Speaking of Instagram, by the way, if you're not following us on Instagram, you can see our fake mock-up movie posters, which I took so much delight in creating from last week's episode. I gotta tell you, yesterday I was in the mall and I saw a calendar, you know, that cute store paper source. Yeah. And they had this relational parks calendar in there and I got a good chuckle out of it. I, I was actually saw it in the window and I wanted to go in and see if like Acadia National Park was in there or whatever. I didn't, but yeah, you know. Look, mind. It, it brought me a lot of joy to create those. So girls con Hallmark on Instagram, but love and glacier ranked 13 out of 50 in cable telecasts for Saturday and pulled in 2 million live Sorry. viewers. No, <laughs> 2 million a, disappointed live viewers. That's, I think a lot of people were drawn in. It looked like a good movie. Yeah. I think a lot of people were super disappointed. Hey, I still kind of liked it. I liked it more than this week's movie. Oh no. What? Oh no. Buckle up friends. Wow. Okay. All righty. Let's hear a synopsis for Sweeter Than Chocolate. Sure thing. A local chocolatier is rumored to have a secret recipe to finding true love on February 14th, drawing in a TV reporter to investigate. Starring Eloise Mumford, Dan Genote. I think it's Janot. Whatever. And Brenda Strong. And I'm not whatevering. Guys, don't send me your emails. I just always mess up his name. And others. (laughs) Appropriate for a movie about chocolate, this movie has a chocolate company collaboration, Bissinger's Chocolate, which is known for their Hallmark collabs in the past, including their Countdown to Christmas advent calendar, has created Cupid Chocolates as a tie-in with this movie, and they are the chocolates that were, in fact, featured on screen in this movie. You can get your own. They're $15 for a box of five milk chocolates with a chocolate raspberry filling. Now... This is super non-sponsored, but I did buy some candies from them over the Christmas holiday break, and they were delicious. I agree. We received some chocolate from them, and it was quite good. It was a good, you know, usually the chocolate in a chocolate advent calendar is garbage. Yeah, right. It was good chocolate. No, I got like chocolate-covered marshmallows, and then I got these like chocolate caramel lollipop thing. It was good stuff. Yummy stuff. Cool. Yeah. This film, like I said earlier, is based on the book by the same name by Lizzie Shane, and it is available on Amazon, guys. And listener and friend of the show, Michelle, read the book, movie, and had very high reviews for it. So if you liked the movie, she said the book was even better. Good to know. Mm -hmm. This movie was directed by David Weaver, who has 38 directing credits, including Girls Gone Hallmark favorite Lights, Camera, Christmas, as well as Merry-Go-Round recently. Oh, I didn't like Merry-Go-Round. Neither did I. But I love Lights, Camera, Christmas. Mm -hmm. Filming took place in and around the Vancouver area British Columbia, Canada, one specific location per pinstripe was the picturesque Fort Langley Community Hall, which doesn't have like a great name. And so I looked it up. It's beautiful. And I was like, oh, yeah, I remember seeing that in the movie. Mm. It's like very pretty. Yes. Very pretty, like 
Get some better PR for Langley Community Hall. Yeah, get a better name, yo. Well, speaking of pinstripe, Dan Janot, who plays Dean Chase in this movie, although he will always be pinstripe in us due to his role on the bold type, he was also in 25 episodes of The Good Witch, a Hallmark Channel mm-hmm. series. I'm glad to see him getting starring Hallmark movie roles. I quite enjoy him. Me too. I like him a lot, too. Brenda Strong plays Lucy's mom. And I'm sorry, I could not find her name. It was not listed on IMDb, and I could not remember from the movie. Mm-hmm. She's probably best known for playing Mary Alice Young in Desperate Housewives, as well as Anne Ewing in the reboot of Dallas from 2012 to 2014, and also 22 episodes as Nora Walker in the Netflix show 13 Reasons Why, which is real hard watch for parents of teenagers. Brenda Strong's character in this movie is named Helen. Helen. Helen Sweet. Lucy and Helen Sweet. This movie has two writer credits, Kim Byer-Johnson and Tracy Andreen. Kim Byer-Johnson recently wrote Inventing the Christmas Prist and Snow Kissed. And Tracy Andreen wrote The Holiday Sitter and Two Tickets to Paradise. Both are accomplished writers and have quite a few writing credits to their names. Mm, yay. Now, Eloise Mumford. I know she has a real big fan following. I'm not familiar with her. Although we've seen her in quite a few things. Guys, I know, but I've seen a million Hallmark movies over the last two and a half years. So she made an impression on me in this movie in a way she hadn't necessarily done so oh, really? in the past. Oh, really? Real cute haircut in this movie. I was yeah. thinking, like, do I want to do that with my hair? I'm, maybe I do. Yeah. Um, Curl it like that? Yeah. Cute, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she has 28 film credits, including Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, Presence of Love in 2022, One December Night from 2021, and also The Baker Sun from the same year. She also starred in three Fifty Shades movies. See, I saw the first one. I don't remember. I didn't see any of them, but I did read all of them. So don't worry. I'm not too good for Fifty Shades. All right. Are you ready for a potentially controversial clash of the first impressions? I am. You can go first. Sure. Mine is Lovey Berry is off to a strong, surprising start. Oh, God. Mine is no more magic things. No magic veil. <laughs> no magic chocolates. Can we just have good old chemistry between people? Right. I'm so over this like outside influence to make people fall in love. Over it, over it, over it. To your point, the magic chocolate is not the, quote, magic in this movie for me. All right. Tell me what is. Now, I have a very long list of things that I like, so I'm going to go ahead and start because your list is going to be shorter than mine. I'm just going to say, like, check if you if you come across it. I found the directing in this movie to be fantastic, and let me give you some examples of moments that I love. Please. Early in the movie, Dean is walking with his boss, Nora, and they have a walk and talk. Mm-hmm. Now, I've mentioned on our other podcast, I am deep into a rewatch of the West Wing, a show that I've seen many times. And West Wing, I think, is well known for their walk and talk scenes because they're hard to produce. This is a one shot sequence okay. where they're walking through the halls. Now, I will say there's a lot of people. It's like a busy airport in those halls. But I thought it was a really nice, from a cinematography directorial oh, perspective okay. moment. There's another moment there when... Lucy's friends show up to help her when they are overwhelmed with their number of chocolate orders. Yes. And there's a cute choreographed scene of the chocolate being boxed. And it's, mm-hmm. again, a one shot as the chocolate moves through the shop. 
that's attention to detail that wasn't necessary in that moment. And I feel like it added something to that scene. You don't know this right now, but Wendy's rolling her eyes. You know, I don't even know. I know what scenes you're talking about, but like I didn't even like I wasn't that invested while watching it Mm. to let me just tell you, I was home alone on Saturday night teed up the movie when it came on, mm-hmm. was very excited, and then found myself on my phone and they had to rewind the movie to see what I had missed. So that's where I'm coming from. Okay. Tell me what else you liked. I really liked the inclusion of the love stories. Check. Yes, mm-hmm. I agree. I have that on my list too. And I like that they weren't just clips of we met here and then they fade out of that conversation. Mm -hmm. We hear their full love story Mm -hmm. in each of these cases. And again, that's another attention to detail that wasn't perhaps necessary for the story, but I think makes the story feel more full. Okay. I loved the on the street interviews. Oh, did you? (laughs) And I really liked when we have the two ladies and they say in those days, two ladies dancing caused quite the stir and we didn't care. I just thought that I loved those two little ladies together. That's lovely. The banter in this movie is quite enjoyable. The writing, there's so many funny little like throwaway lines Mm -hmm. that just really did it for me. One line that I know Wendy noticed is Lucy calls Dean a cynic and he goes, I'm not a cynic. And she goes, oh, right. You're a realist. This is because we've had this conversation between you and I a million times. Yes, because Wendy is an optimist and she has called me a pessimist and I will tell you, no, ma'am. She is a realist. I am. I mean, somebody could have just took the words right out of my mouth for that scene. We've got real music alert in this movie. Mm -hmm. The song is Until I Found You by Steven Sanchez. Huge TikTok song. Huge TikTok song. My daughter was a huge fan of that song before it became like radio famous. She was, you know, when she's queuing up her in the car playlists. Mm -hmm. And then. Not only did I like that they had real music in that dancing scene, the lyrics of that song are perfect for the moment. Yeah. In that scene, I liked it because it did like a little fast forward. Yes. To the end of the night, they're still dancing. That actually is one of my favorite scenes in the entire movie. I'm not a full hater, guys. Somebody told me on Instagram that I was incapable of true love or something (gasps) like that. Yeah, like I'm not into it, which is not true. Like I I don't have a full black heart. <laughs> I am here for romance. So like it I really enjoyed that scene. And she's holding her shoes as she's like still dancing yeah. with them. Yeah. And I love that song. I, I thought it was appropriate in that moment. Do you want to hop in here with anything else? I think you pretty much covered it. A dialogue. I love the two leads. I thought they were great together. Yes. Yeah, you covered it all. I mean, I have more. Go for it. <laughs> I wanted to give you an opportunity. No, to go happen. for it. I there were a lot of really touching moments for me. Name Lucy talks about losing her dad and how through her mom's grief it felt like she had lost both parents. Mm-hmm. And I like how in the beginning of the movie we see Lucy's mom Helen house hunting, but we don't really get any details about that. We just have a shot of her looking, and she says, "I'm not really sure that I'm ready." And then now we find out. You know, her mom's kind of been in the weeds of grief. Right. And she's maybe ready to move on. I loved the conversation that these two people have. This is an adult conversation between Lucy and Dean when he comes to her. He's gotten the interview for the job that he really wants. Oh, that scene was kind of heartbreaking. I thought so, too. And they don't leave it open for misunderstandings. Mm -hmm. They talk it out. Yeah, I enjoy that. She knows this is a job he wants. 
He's clear that this is a job he wants, but he also says, I think we might have something here. They have a conversation. I think they make the right decision in that moment. This is new. He needs to pursue this big career move. Mm -hmm. Something you've been working for for your entire life. Like you have to see it through. And of course, it's a little heartbreaking because they are starting to fall for each Mm -hmm. other in this moment. Lucy's mom saying that the grief was worth the love. She would do it all Mm -hmm. over again, knowing what she knows. I loved that little interview. And finally... Lucy has this conversation with Dean. He's going to go have this interview. She supports him, but she's heartbroken. And she goes back to the shop and it's overrun with people. And she melts down and kicks everybody Mm -hmm. out. And then she has this overwhelmed crying moment. And Mm -hmm. I could absolutely relate to those feelings. I can see that. However, are you truly going to kick out a line of people out of your shop when you need the money so badly? Because (laughs) rent has now increased to 62% per month. Which is a real thing here in like Southern California. I mean, it may be all over the place too. Like this is, this is oh, a little tirade per here. month. No, that would be illegal. Right. Somebody, I read that somewhere. Like, is that illegal to raise? You need a certain amount of time before a rent raise. And I, I, I think there may have been some miscommunication. Okay. Well, fine. But this is why like small shops cannot survive because people are raising rent so high. Yes. I don't necessarily think it was a great idea to kick out paying customers, but I could understand her feeling of kind of like sensory overload. Like I cannot take this packed yeah, shop she didn't even, full she wasn't of people even, who her need mom was me. Handling it. So she needed to go in the back and like have her go have meltdown. your moment somewhere else. Yes, agree. Now I'm ready to move on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about what we wished for. I'm going to start here. Yeah. I please don't come for me. I thought the story was really slow moving. Like I needed them to pick up the pace. I found the beginning very enjoyable and then the middle was just like, and then the end. Okay. I just thought it was so slow and there was nothing else. Like there was nothing to me. Like I don't care about these magic chocolates. Yeah. And I know the story, like I know it wasn't about the magic chocolates. Yeah, they're they're relatively meaningless to me. Right. So maybe if I went back and watched it in that kind of like through that lens, maybe I would enjoy it more. But I think I went into it with this expectation of something like the magic veil. You know what I mean? Like there was this like, what really wasn't magic chocolates. It was just, it was not. It was just, right? Am I wrong here? Am, is my interpretation wrong? Like the movie, the chocolates were not truly magical. Well, I think they believe that they are. I don't, I don't think the veil's magical either. Okay. Did you watch a Kismet Christmas? Yeah. It was like magical the cookie Kismet cookies. Yeah. I, mean, I don't need any of those. I don't. But you need magic chocolate? No, I'm saying the chocolate is irrelevant to me in this movie. It, there's nothing about the chocolate storyline mm-hmm. that has any meaning to me in this so movie at all. So what is the storyline that you like so much? I liked their their budding relationship. I, yes, I liked their connection. I liked mm, her relationship okay. with her mom. I liked their banter together. Mm-hmm. The chocolates, really, you could lift them out of the movie for okay. me, and it doesn't change my experience. <laughs> okay. All right. That being said, I like that when they were making chocolate, they actually were making chocolate. Like mm. they had chocolate to work with. Yeah. That scene was kind of sexy, yeah. I thought. And they're like piping chocolate and pouring. Yeah, they didn't have to do that. She's like, go get an apron. I, it was, that was a cute scene. I liked it too. Something I really wish for. Brenda Strong, who plays the mom in this movie, 
I wanted her to have her own love story mm-hmm. and it was all expecting it. I thought it was she was going to like meet the cameraman. Right. I did think that Dean's co-worker and her were making a little bit of a connection. But I thought so too, but it never it panned anywhere. out. No. no. But I was hoping for something. Now, I can't remember how long they said like her husband had. I think it's been eight years. Oh, so maybe she's ready for to meet somebody new? Yes, but keep in mind, she was still living with Lucy. She was just ready to move out on her own. So I don't think she was quite ready for a new relationship yet. I just think this was a misuse of an actor who could have had more of a storyline, who could have handled more of a storyline. Yeah, you're not wrong. Brenda Strong is striking to me. I want to see her in a lead Hallmark role, Mm -hmm. in a movie, a later in life, divorcee. Mm -hmm. Widower. Something. Yes. Give me something. She'd be a widow, I suppose. I wish that Lucy would buy bigger bags of cocoa beans. You run a chocolate shop and you buy a one pound bag of cocoa beans from the farmer's farmer's market? market. No. Buy in bulk. You buy in bulk. And now I understand you want to buy fair trade chocolate. I am sure you can find a fair trade chocolate company, cocoa bean company, that will send you a giant bag of their cocoa Mm -hmm. beans. Mm -hmm. You buy from the farmer's market when you are in a pinch. You accidentally run out. Right. Not as your business plan. Right. What did you think about the secret ingredient? Bravery. Sorry. Just so... Again, the chocolate storyline you could lift out of this movie for Uh, me. Didn't need it. That's all I wish for. Um, I wished that their online ordering system had an order limit so they wouldn't overcommit themselves. You are a small business. You just have an unlimited number of... And it happened more than once. Mm -hmm. Right? They got this influx of orders when the ordering system was put in place. Mm -hmm. And you'd think at that point they would say to Georgie, Hey, nice job on the website, but could you put a limit? So that we sell out, so that we are not in a position that we cannot fulfill these orders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Think it through, ladies. Yeah. I just had something else I wished for. Okay. Dean Chase is an investigative reporter. Why is he not investigating the rent the rent increase? Mm. That I thought it was a missed opportunity mm. here. Mm. Not this look, I get that he was trying to give a fluffier image so he could get the morning show like spot, but Yeah. Just a just an idea. It's time for Did You See That? Mm-hmm. We have some legitimate Did You See That moments. So there is a moment where Helen is looking at home listings online. Yes. And we just they just flash to it very briefly. And I flashed on the fact that the prices were very low. And then I just let it go. And I remember my brain thinking, is that rent? Surely you can't buy a house for six thousand dollars? But Girls Gone Hallmark Facebook member Mike comes in hot with the screenshots and more than the price, which are for beautiful single family homes, they're listed at $6,700, $5,300 is the size of these homes. Right. (laughs) For example, one is listed as six bedrooms, four bathrooms, 230 square feet, which is smaller than the dining room that we're sitting in right now. (laughs) It's so weird, right? I mean, I know it's all fake numbers and whatever, but... I'm sure, I wonder if, like, the props department was like, let's just put these fake numbers in here because nobody's going to see it anywhere anyway. But then, like, they didn't know, like, Mike from Girls Gone Hallmark was going to screenshot, pause the TV and <laughs> screenshot the flyer for these for these houses. And what's funny to me is 
there's some homes listed along the side and it says like home facts status three hours, which what does that mean? Has that how long it's been on the site? I don't know. Marbury type townhouse. You're looking clearly at a single family home in this photo. (laughs) Homeowner dues, $220 a month, but it's $8,000, five bedrooms, four bathrooms, 250 square feet. It was just a fun little, fun little grab. It's like one of those uh, small houses. Are the, is that what they're called? Tiny Small houses. Tiny houses. <laughs> That's funny. I saw this one this one scene where Tracy is going to give Dean a piece of chocolate and she pulls it out of the case bare fingers. It's there's no gloves. It's not sitting in a cute little candy wrapper. It's just a piece of chocolate from the case and she hands it to him, which I mean and like at this point they haven't kissed or anything, but Maybe you have a friendship, but like, isn't there some sort of sanitary? Yeah, grab like, a little one of those tissues they use at the at the donut yeah, store. I mean, <laughs> I go to our local chocolatier here quite often. Are you talking about C's candy? I am talking about C's <laughs> candy, and it's always in a little paper cup. Always. Yes, and they do not grab their chocolates. They do not bare finger oh, their chocolates. Bare finger. They, I think they wear gloves there. Which, by the way, gloves are not actually more sanitary than your skin, but I do think they pick them up with... Says who? Says every food safety lesson ever. Because... You're still transferring, 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 transferring. Yes. Because people assume like, oh, I have gloves, it's cleaner, but you're still touching things. Yeah, I understand The process should be wash your hands. Anyway, I think they use like a little bakery tissue to pull their chocolates Mm, out, honestly. I'm going to have to look next time I go. That's a good point. I have a digitu that question. Mm -hmm. They talk about... We have to do well for Valentine's Day because that's our biggest chocolate day of the year. Yeah. I don't think so. So I thought, do you not tell it Easter and Christmas and Mother's Day? And I looked it up and research from the Nielsen Company suggests that Easter is a bigger chocolate holiday than Valentine's Day. I will tell you, we spend a lot more money at Seas Candy during Easter than we do in Valentine's Day. Yeah, I can see that because you buy for more people. Like for Valentine, if you're... You know, truly buying for one single person, not like a family situation. Right. Easter, you're doing baskets for kids and whatever. Yes. And I buy it way more at Christmas too than Valentine's mm-hmm. Day for gifts. I just thought it was, this is not going to be there. They've got another holiday rolling around the corner. Mm-hmm. You don't need to make all your money in February mm-hmm. because that was their thing. We got to make this money to cover it for the year. Right. Stressful, man. Anything else? No. Are you ready to rate this movie? I am. I gave it four stars. Wow. I gave it two and a half. Yikes. I actually originally gave it four and a half, just so you know. What? I am sorry. It is not that good of a movie. I really liked it. You're, I know I'm in the minority here. Our Facebook group loved this movie. They did. So, sorry guys. This is a busy week for Girls Gone Hallmark. We will be back tomorrow with... Our recap of The Way Home, episode four. BTW already watched it. It was so good. <laughs> Don't miss it. And Thursday, we have a second movie review of the week featuring Curious Caterer Grilling Season. BTW, I already watched it. And you guys will have to tune in to hear Ooh. my review. Tom and Goldie forever. Thank you for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. Before you go, if you enjoy this podcast, leave us a five-star rating and review. And if you don't, just Keep it in your heart. We'll be back tomorrow. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye.